ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. A failure to fully grasp the nature and the scale of change required. That's one of the conclusions drawn from a scathing report by the Productivity Commission on closing the gap between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians and addressing inequality. The report, which comes just months after Australians overwhelmingly voted to reject an Indigenous voice to Parliament, found the initiative we have to close the gap will fail without huge changes. We're joined now by Productivity Commissioner Romilly Mokak, who is uh, one, of the, one of the people behind this report. Romilly, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Patricia. Good, good to be um, talking to you this morning. This report is scathing, it's damning. What's gone so wrong? Patricia, it's, it's clear that governments have, have not fulfilled their commitments under the agreement. Um, much of what we're saying at the heart of this report is about the inability or uh, the, the disinterest in, in governments actually relinquishing power and control. Sharing power is really the central, uh, central story here in our review of this national agreement on closing the gap. And you call for a lot of new powers really for Indigenous organisations to have power and decision making. Why now? Well, this is nothing new um, in the experience of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander organisations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander organise, uh, uh, communities. Um, the, 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 the embedded powerlessness in relationships with governments are long-standing um, and, and well-known. What we're saying here is that the agreement, in fact, needs to be amended to actually uh, recognise that power needs to be shared. Patricia, what I'd say is that the, the, the agreement that all, all governments have signed up to, signed up to in 2020, understood that the structural change was required to, 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 to shift the outcomes. What we've seen through our review and what we've concluded is that's simply not happening. So you're calling for power sharing. Isn't that what the referendum rejected? The referendum it was, was to, for the voice to parliament was something that went to, to the Australian people. And um, as a commissioner at the Productivity Commission, um, I, I don't have a specific view on that for the, uh, in speaking for the commission. But central to this, if we go back to the agreement, it requires that government... Um, must change the way in which they work with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. This is really at the heart of it. It's changing the mindset, the systems, the way in which governments work and the in instruments, the levers that they have in order to do that. So at the time of the referendum, because there is a link between the, the, the concept of power and advice, at the time of the referendum, the Prime Minister was asked whether he would legislate a voice to Parliament. He said he wouldn't if it was a no. Should the Prime Minister and should governments revisit those decisions? There are a range of things in play already, Patricia, um, that, that speak to some of these issues. As we all know, there's a, there's a uh, legislated voice um, in um, South Australia. There are a number of processes underway in other jurisdictions, for example, Victoria and Queensland around treaty and truth-telling. Uh, and there are a range of a uh, number of arrangements at, at the regional level uh, where governments, both 
uh, states and territories and federal are working with um, local organisations, local people, local arrangements. Um, so I don't have a specific comment on whether that should be a, a discussion that the Prime Minister needs to have with Aboriginal leaders. I'm, I'm sure that many of those discussions are having are taking place presently. Uh, this, the central issue here is that uh, if governments continue to not listen and not value uh, the perspectives, the priorities of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities, um, this this uh, commitment that all governments have made through this agreement, uh, we we have concluded will likely uh, not change the the direction of things that, that as they're currently going. So this is a pretty stark warning shot. You're saying unless power is properly shared, closing the gap in your assessment will absolutely fail. Um, in, in in very stark, very blunt terms, um, that's our conclusion. Uh, this requires governments, all governments of Australia, uh, states, territories and the Commonwealth uh, to change the way in which they're working and to do that systemically and structurally so that the reliance, the over-reliance on um, individuals, individual personalities, individual interests does not persist any longer. If governments don't urgently change their power relationship with Indigenous communities and organisations, what will happen? Well, we'll see uh, more of the same. Um, this, uh, we, we've, we've essentially said that what we're seeing in the actions of governments, albeit recognising that there are some uh, pockets of good practice, but largely piecemeal, not, uh, not systemic or, or um, across the whole of government, Mostly it will be business as usual and we know what business as usual will deliver as an outcome. Um, so, so, so that's 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 the main point. Um, yeah, sorry, Patricia. No, no, no. So what does stronger accountability look like? We're making a number of recommendations uh, in uh, our report. As I mentioned, amending the agreement around... Um, the, the recognition of um, the need for self-determination and for power to be shared. That's central. Um, we all, we're also saying that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people need to have greater control um, in the, that space around data. Um, we know that knowledge is power, data is power, and if we're to share power, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people need more say about the data about us what that looks like, what has meaning for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and how those transactions with government happen. So that another amendment to the agreement that we're, we're seeking is for uh, there, there to be a recognition of the principles of Indigenous data sovereignty and the governance of Indigenous data to be much more, um, much more on a level playing field between government and Aboriginal people because, of course, Communities want to service their priorities, but often come to the table. We've heard this loud and clear across the country. They'll come to the table and um, uh, not have the the information that they need, that government have in their hands um, to make those decisions and support progress within their own communities. I'm going to be pretty blunt here. Commissioner, this is a very, very bleak outlook. We're saying... Patricia, that the agreement is in play in 2020. We're now moving into the fourth year of this agreement. 
all governments um, uh, committed to um, making the structural change through those four priority reforms that are required under the agreement. All governments did this. Um, so we're saying that there is a, a, a commitment here and now, and well, for, for into the fourth year, um, governments fulfilling those commitments um, that they've made themselves is required. So this is an opportunity that governments cannot can continue to waste. Um, but it does require structural change. We've, we've made a number of recommendations. I won't go through them all, but in terms of accountability, one of the, the primary accountability mechanisms under this agreement is a thing called the independent mechanism. Every jurisdiction is supposed to have one. This is to monitor government's performance. Now, right here and now, not one jurisdiction has an independent mechanism. We're, we're over three years into the fourth year of the agreement. We're also seeking to have a whole range of things agreed to at the cabinet, um, cabinet and budget level, and then a whole range of things that, that um, drive accountabilities through government departments from the very top down through to you know, the person at the coalface. So does this have to happen in the May budget? It's, it's, for, it's for governments to, to, to consider what they see as priorities, but we would see, um, and, and the Joint Council on Closing the Gap, this is all governments and the Coalition of Peak Aboriginal Organisations, uh, who we've reported to, um, you know, that the, there will need to be a formal response to our report within six months, um, and um, that's a requirement of the agreement. So um, how governments respond in the short term, whether into a budget process or within that six-month required period, um, is, is remains to be seen. Romilly, um, it's a pretty incredible report. I really appreciate your time this morning. Patricia, thank you. Um, and thanks for, for inviting me back to, to speak to the final report. Productivity Commissioner Romilly Mokak there, and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.